the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This on-demand presentation from Talk910.com. This is Rob Black. Hear the Rob Black Show every weekday from 10 to noon Pacific Time on 910 AM, more stimulating talk, San Francisco. Thanks for your support. Enjoy the show. Live from the Bay Area, your money, your life. This is Rob Black. It's Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Typically, I talk all things financial. You know, hey, you see Jay Leno coming out with a TV show. I see the financial angle on it. I don't see lame television. I see the financial angle. That's all I do. You get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. I should mention this a little bit more often because I care about you. I love you. I've got you free movie tickets to Bruce Willis's surrogates. Is it Bruce Willis's or Bruce Willis' eyes? Bruce Willis' sexes. 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 So it's his, his movie surrogates. It's coming out later this month. But I got a free screening for you if you're in the Santa Clara era, area and you want to pick up tickets here in the Bay Area. You can call 800-345-5639 and say, give me those movie tickets. And Heidi will set you up with the movie tickets. Keep in mind, Heidi nor myself will be at this event. And this might be your only chance to talk to a girl this month. So pick up the phone, 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Let's go to David in Oakland and show people what phone calls sound like. David? Hey, Robert. How are you doing? Good, David. Ah, nice to speak with you again. Ah, it's good to be spoken to. Sure. Um, I have a question on GBCI, Glacier Bank Corp. Now, before we go into your question, I have a question for you, David. You've got cerebral palsy, right? Yes. Do you like Jerry Lewis or do you hate Jerry Lewis? I don't know. He's a little bit too old for my generation, if you know what I'm talking about. Okay, but he does the whole multiple sclerosis. Yeah, I guess he he uh, he scores some points. So he's he's kind of like your patron saint, then. Yeah. Well, he, you know, he hangs out with a lot of cool people. That's about all I know about him. Okay. Thanks very much, David. Okay, so you want to know about Glacier Bancor? I always hear you talk about Denver in a nice way. You know what? Got me thinking about the Rocky Mountain economy with states like Utah, Colorado, Iowa. Not not Iowa, but Idaho. Things of that nature. Okay. Um, Keep in mind, when I talk about Denver, I've got a little joke about Denver, and thanks for the call. Yes. Um... Denver is a place that women go to because it's referred to as Menver. So a lot of single young ladies ultimately move to Denver because there's a lot of single young men in Menver. But that doesn't mean I like Denver for that reason. I like Denver because it's a young, hip, cool place. Um, it's a great lifestyle. You know, if you like to get out on water and if you like to get out on snow, it can be done there on a pretty cost-effective level. You can buy a house there on a pretty cost-effective level. 
So I don't understand. It made no sense to me, the Bay Area, when our real estate boom happened, people moved to Phoenix and people moved to Las Vegas to buy real estate. And to me, that's almost like having a head injury. Like, that makes no sense. They're deserts. There's lots of land there. But I was telling people to go to Denver. That's where a lot of jobs are going. I was telling people to go with um, upstate Washington to the Vancouver, Washington area, because there's a tax advantage and there's a youth movement there as well. I was telling people to go to Raleigh, North Carolina with their real estate dollars. But for some reason, people wanted to invest in deserts because, again, real estate agents suck and they give you bad advice. They told you Phoenix and Vegas because that's where the cheapest of the cheapest housing was. And now those areas are nuclear wastelands for real estate. But anyway, back to your issue on Glacier Bank Corp. Stock's gone from 30 to 15 this year, and it's a bank. Now, what you got to do, David, is you got to get the there's K filings are an annual report. 10K is an annual report. There's a 10Q, which is a quarterly report. Then there's something called an S filing. You got to read these filings, and you can go to sec.gov to do this. You got to find out what exposure to commercial real estate this commercial bank has. They serve Big Sky Country, Glacier, Bank Corp. There are a dozen community banks, Glacier Bank, Western Security, Big Sky, Citizen State, First Bank. They do a lot of small to mid-sized businesses. They do a lot of not-for-profits. They do a lot of public entities in Montana, Idaho, Utah, Washington, Colorado, and Wyoming. they got 90-plus branches. So here's the problem. From what I can see, their commercial real estate loans, about 45% of the bank's portfolio. Residential mortgages, 20%. They got too much. And then they offer investor services through Raymond James Financial. I prefer Bank of Hawaii as a regional bank over um, Glacier Bank Court, ticker symbol GBCI. For those who want to play at home, again, you got to find out how much commercial real estate banks have because it is a killer. It strangles the life out of banks if these loans go sour on them. The big story on today on Wall Street, since I'm tidily finishing up, my David phone call. Um, the big story on today is China versus the United States. China accused. No, 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 no. United States accused China of dumping tires in our market. And they fired right back and said, well, we think you're, you're dumping products in our market. So we're going to have a tariff war. Now, again, no one wins in tariff wars. Tariff wars aren't sexy. Tariff wars aren't funny. Um, so ultimately, they're firing back at us, and we're firing back at them, and hopefully it cools down. We don't want China to dump product into the United States. We don't want to dump product into China. So they're putting tariffs on our auto and chicken products. We're putting tariffs on their tires. Friday, we raised tariffs for Chinese tires by 35% in the first year, 30% in the second, 25% in the third. So it's not, not the best way to play, so to speak. So we want to protect our domestic tire makers like Goodyear Tire and Rubber and Cooper Tire and Rubber um, from foreign competition. So we're throwing tariffs on them, and they're going to throw tariffs back on us. Keep in mind, trade spats and imposition of tit-for-tat tariffs are often conducted for domestic political consumption. And once the initial headlines are made, these issues are quite often resolved quietly by negotiators a few months afterwards. It's often difficult to gauge the sustainability of this investment theme. But it's it's big on Wall Street because CNBC can go, U.S.-China war? Trade war. Mm, it's just headlines, and I don't want you to read too much into it. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. 
European Union's coming out today and saying that their economy shrank by 4% in 2009. That's not what's important. What's important is they're saying a recovery in the coming quarters. After the grim recession, we see higher unemployment, and that's going to be the story. So as we get out of our grim recession, our great recession, as we want to call it, we're starting to point towards when do jobs come back? Election trouble starting to brew for House Democrats in 2010 because when do jobs come back? And again, you can already see the political ad campaigns of, are you unemployed? Did the record spending by the Obama administration help you get a job? Jobs aren't going to come back for two years. Typically, that's what's called a jobless recovery, and we're used to it. And it's easiest to see, really, because you can see how many work hours the average American's working right now. Who is working? Basically, it's 33. So they can ramp up hours worked before they have to hire a new employee. Keep in mind, a new employee... You got to pay social security taxes on. You got to train them. You got to give them health care benefits. A new employee is too expensive. And in coming out of a recession, when we got a little bit thinner, when we got a little bit leaner, we're going to see problems of uh, creating jobs. So, anyway, House Democrats are going to be forced to defend votes on Obama's $757 billion economic recovery package, energy legislation. Plus, we're still at war in Iraq and still at war in Afghanistan. And that's something he said it ain't going to happen on his watch. So, hmm, toxic, toxic environment for Democrats. I only bring that up because, hey, that's what I do. I'm a hotbed of economic uh, activity, but I'm also controversial. (laughs) Am I controversial? Not very controversial. Oh, by the way, three more banks failed over the weekend, and one of them was in Illinois. 16 banks have failed so far this year in Illinois. So we're up to 92 total banks failing for 2009. And that's no big news. These are small podunk mom and pops, right? Kind of. Not really, but kind of. As long as it doesn't hit your Bank of America or your Wells Fargo, you don't really care. But we're going to see about another 150 to 200 more banks fail. And slowly but surely, psychologically, that may kind of eat into our minds like, hey, if things are getting better, why are these banks failing? It's just something to think about. Now, Barron's did a nice piece this weekend on utility stocks. I like sexy. I like thong underwear. Utilities are not thong underwear. Utilities are granny panties. Now, every good woman out there will tell you that you need more than just a thong. Can't live on thongs alone. That time of month comes and you need some granny panties. Sometimes you need something that fits a little bit better. Right? All women will tell you this. So their underwear drawer is a little bit more active than just thongs and sexy. Now, maybe if you're Giselle Bunchen, you're just thongs and sexy all the time. But Barron's did a report this weekend on utilities. And utilities, electric companies, gas companies, water companies, they now trade for an average 12% 2009 profits. That's a huge discount to the S&P 500 that's trading at roughly 17 to 19 times earnings. So it's an area where there's some value. Utility dividends average just over 5%. That's more than double the dividends on the S&P 500. Now, the yield spread between the utilities and the S&P 500 is nearly at a five-year high. The utility dividend also stacks up well against a 10-year treasury bond, which sits at 3.3%. Now, they used to say that utilities were only for grannies and orphans because they needed that 3 to 4 5% dividend. I'm going to tell you what, a 5% dividend is Giselle Bunchen to me. It is sexy, unfreaking believably sexy. So I'm not against you owning companies like Southern, ticker symbol SO, Consolidated Energy, ticker symbol ED. PG&E, ticker symbol PCG, Duke Energy, ticker symbol DUK, American Electric, AEP. They're amongst the safest in the utility world. 
They get a majority of their revenue from regulated power operations. Now, they're not going to hit you home runs. They're kind of like a Freddie Sanchez. Second baseman for the Giants. He'll, he'll, he'll drag it out into the outfield and he'll get a single. He's never going to hit home run to win the game in the bottom of the ninth. It's just not his nature. He's consistent. He doesn't make a lot of errors. Energy companies are consistent. They don't make a lot of errors. And you know what? 5%? Pretty damn sexy. 800-345-5639. Let's go to Jeff in San Jose. Jeff? Are you there? Yes. Okay. I'm looking at uh, Rick Edelman's website. You had mentioned him as a good author a week or two ago. Sure. And I see seven books, which would take me roughly seven years to read. Yes. So uh, for a 58-year-old business owner without a ton of money, um, any of these uh, strike you as the way to go? Yeah, I'll tell you about Rick Edelman. And he's he's an East Coaster kind of guy, and he's been on Oprah a couple times. Not literally on Oprah. That's an image that I want to burn out of my head because he's got that cheesy Larry Ellison beard. But Rick Edelman's a good guy who did college finance, and he he teaches on a college level. So his writing's easily digested. It's not super complicated financial formulas on how to get wealthy. Um, I don't agree with 100% of what he says. His first book is, is his best book. It's called The Truth About Money. Uh, book two, okay. Book three, bloated. Book four, hot air. Book five, hot air. Book six, hot air. Book seven, hot air. So the first book, The Truth About Money, is the only one that you really uh, – no, no, no. I'm sorry. The New Rules About Money. Um, the Truth About Money is his second book. Those two are the best two reads that there are. And, um, again, The New Rules is the best, and The Truth is the second. Um, I don't make any money from him. I don't get any endorsements from him. I think some of what he says is crap. I think his Ricky Trust is crap. Uh, but a lot of what he does as far as the basics is pretty good. This book, Jeff, it may not be good for you because you're starting to get up in age, mm-hmm. but it's ideal for your kids. And you'll learn something from it that tonight at a bar you'll read and uh, you'll say, hey, did you do this or did you do that? And again, it's just good financial education. And um, thanks for the call. There's a, a, a cop dispatcher who listens to my show. And she said, yeah, there was one night I was talking to another cop on the dispatch radio and I was quoting you. And she didn't tell him that she was quoting me, but she was talking all sorts of money. And, and this other cop kind of got turned on by it because this woman knew so much about money. Money's powerful. Money's sexy. So anyway, it's called the new rules about money, and that's better than the truth about money. So anyway, um, with that said, Rick Edelman, and he's got a pretty good website as well. It's Rob Black Show. It's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Can you imagine cops talking on dispatch and telling each other they sound sexy because they're talking money? Kind of nauseating in a good way. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. If I ever get pulled over by police, I hope I get a get-out-of-jail-free card for saying that story. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. I'm John Cobell. I'm Ken Champeau. We're the John and Ken Show. Join us weekdays from 3 to 7. Now, Rob Black on 910 AM, more stimulating talk. I'm going to be talking about gold in just a minute, but I was at the live blog during the commercial break. Live blog could be found at, live blog could be found at talk910.com, talk910.com, and you can punch the big Rob Blackhead and boom, you're into it. There's a guy there named Bradley who's clearly got small man disease because almost anything that I bring up, he tries to say, no, 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 that's not right. No, 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 that's not right. It's kind of actually funny at a point. I commented about, I like Meredith Whitney as an analyst. And he goes, 
Why does Rob like her? She's only got a degree in history. Well, clearly he doesn't know his stuff. Meredith Whitney, prominent banking analyst. She's a certified financial analyst. Now, she went on to get a master's in business. She has an advisory firm, Meredith Whitney Advisory. She does company-specific research. She's one of the analysts that I think is top-notch at what she does. She graduated with honors from Brown. Bradley, you didn't graduate with honors from San Francisco State. And I'm knocking San Francisco State when compared to Brown. She was uh, joined Oppenheimer in 1993. She covered the oil and gas industry. Then she started covering specialty finance. Then she started covering banks. Now, she left the company. She becomes the head of Wachovia at that point in time, writing research. She rose to fame as far as media fame with accurate reports on Citigroup, October 31, 2007. She got a lot of attention for basically calling it like it is, saying there was a lot of goodwill priced into Citigroup, and there's a lot of dark times ahead. In 2007, she was listed as the second best stock picker in the capital market industry on Forbes' list of the best analyst stock pickers. Um, as well as the best uh, being named one of the most 50 most powerful women in New York City. She was extremely bearish on banks, and she was right, and she would have saved you a lot of money if you played it. She's a power player. She was extremely bullish on banks at the start of this year, and you would have made a lot of money if you had followed her. So, Bradley, you are an idiot, and people like you need to disappear from the blog. I hope you die of cancer. I don't wish that on too many people. I've wished that on two people in my life, Bradley being one of them, and an accountant that used to work with me being the second one who was stealing money from me. And here's how evil I was. I said, I hope your wife dies of cancer because it was so frustrating. The guy was stealing money and he was allocating it to certain other partners. And uh, I was like, have you done this? And he goes, no, have you done that? Like he was making me ask him a question as an attorney and finally saying, did you inappropriately give anyone else any money that you shouldn't have given? And he basically goes, yes. And like, I, the paper trail was caught. And I go to him. I go, I, go, I hope your wife dies of cancer, you effer. Um, and sure enough, his wife got cancer. So I felt awful. So Bradley, I hope you die of cancer. And yes, I hope you have cancer. Um, with that said, people like you ruin the block. People like you are making incorrect statements. And that's the beauty of the Internet is that morons can rule the world. Thank you very much. I'll stand by that statement. Um, okay, there, there's a story on the Marin Dream House. I'll get to that maybe. I don't know. Uh, if you want to call the show and wish cancer on Bradley, let's all wish cancer on Bradley. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. I hope you get finger cancer. I hope you get penis cancer. I hope you get breast cancer. I hope you get brain cancer. I hope you get all the cancers. Anyway, Daily Telegraph did a nice piece today on London. And talking about gold and London's leading gold forecasters advised clients to liquidate holdings of gold and silver until the latest speculative fever abates. How can you tell there's speculative fever in gold? Every radio show is telling you to buy gold coins. That's how you do it. If you want to see where speculation is, listen to advertisements on commercials. Uh, look at where uh, infomercials are going. That's where it'll tell you where the speculation in any market is. Anyway, so back to this uh, gold analyst talking about John Reed. He's an analyst at UBS. He said the number of net long positions held by speculators reached 29 million an ounce uh, last week, which is record high. Investors watch COMEX contracts as an indicator of froth in the market. Last week saw a jump of 6.4 million ounces in net long contracts, a rare occurrence. When such sudden moves have occurred in the past, gold has fallen 5% on the subsequent month on average. Mr. Reed, a repeat winner of the London Bullion Markets Association forecasting prize, 
said speculation silver futures is even more extreme by some measures. Demand for physical gold as opposed to paper contracts has been flagging, with Indian jewelry demand down uh, to levels a year ago and poor volumes reported in Turkey and Switzerland. The metal is trading on Istanbul's exchange at a discount. He says, we recommend the nimble investors take profits on any long gold and silver positions and look to reenter after a correction. He sees gold at 950 next month. He does see rallies in 2010. Now, again, he is recognized as someone who makes correct calls. That's important to follow. Jim Cramer, if you look at his history, he picks about 49 to 51% on stocks. He's not recognized as someone who makes correct calls. He's recognized as someone who flip-flops his positions and then highlights the ones that worked. Make money by following people like Meredith Whitney who have been recognized. Now, there is also one more thing I want to say back to Meredith Whitney. Um, Forbes.com has the best analysts. They come out with this this edition once a year. It's good read. And then you can have you read it and you see who the top 50 are. And when they come on CNBC, perk up. Or what you could do is go to Google News and punch in Meredith Whitney. And anytime there's a story about Meredith Whitney anywhere in the freaking world, Google will send you an email and says, boom. So what would I suggest you do? Yeah, I'd suggest you go get the the, the, the best analyst stock pickers from Forbes.com. And yeah, I would expect if you want to learn how to play the game and see who's smart and who's not smart, study these people and you put them in your Google News alerts and boom, bam, blop, they'll pop up on your screen just like that. Now, here's a contest I don't want to win. I'm not sure why. Heidi asked me if I was going to be talking about gold that segment. I thought she was going to play something like a gold song, like Goldfinger. I don't know. I'm a little disappointed in the production. She came in today and her... her her uh, her gift to the show today was that Jay Leno's show is going to start tonight and a little bit on Bernie Madoff. I need a little bit more. need a little bit more, Heidi. Um, you need to push my buttons. So anyway, uh, raffle for Marin Dreamhouse. Not many dreams come with a view or an elevator. 3,200 square foot has both, uh, a home in Marin. It's being raffled off. I talked a little bit earlier about this in the show where charities are hurting. Economy's stressed. So people are having problems pulling in money for charity. So this home that is being raffled off, it's a dream house. It's on Sir Francis Drake Boulevard. It's minutes within San Quentin. Now, it's got great views, but it's also going to be the first stop of any breakout in prison of, of murderers. They're going to come straight to your house because it's lovely. 10-foot ten, ten ceilings, white oak floors, elevator, fireplaces, mahogany cabinets, Viking kitchen, well-appointed dream. Now, the person who nabs the, the grand prize at the third annual Dreamhouse raffle, it's going to be February 20th, so it's still a ways off. Keep in mind, it's a three-story building. It's in Marin. It's going to be valued at $2 million. You're instantly going to get hit with a tax bill of almost a $1 million. Just keep that in mind, okay? So you're going to probably be selling that property the moment you win that property. Um, two years ago, this organization came up with this idea on raffling off houses to raise funds for the program. Now, here's the kicker. $1,500 per raffle ticket. No, 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 $150, $150. And if you want to play along, you can go to MarinRaffle.com, MarinRaffle.com. Grand Pies winner will accept the house or receive $1.6 in cash. I'll take the cash myself and pay my taxes and move on ever so quietly and ever so conveniently. Um, but this organization, they raffled off a house last year, pulled in $1.6 the year before, $1.2 so there's truly some smart people out in PR and worlds uh, helping charities to raise money and get awareness in new ways. 
It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639. It is the Rob Black Show. It's 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. You're listening to Rob Black. 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. She take my money when I'm in need. Yes, it's a trifling friend indeed. Oh, she's a gold digger. Way over town that digs on me. Uh. Now I ain't saying she a gold digger. But she ain't messing with no broke, broke. Now I ain't saying she a gold digger. But she ain't messing with no broke, broke. Get down, girl, gon' head, get down. Get down, girl, gon' head, get down. Get down, girl, gon' So, of course, everyone's already starting to say, was this whole Kanye West thing that he did last night, was it um, a publicity stunt? Was it an outrageous meltdown that he got on stage and kind of stole a little bit of thunder from country music star who had won MTV Music Award Video of the Year? That We were just listening to Gold Digger by Kanye West. Um, the best part about that Gold Digger song is Jimmy Fox in the back, or Jamie Fox in the background. Um just showing off mad skills, mad skills as far as, um, you know, backing vocals. But Taylor Swift got humiliated, and that's what I didn't like about that story. So Kanye West is going to be on what? He's going to be on Leno tonight, and Kanye West last night makes an ass of himself. Is there a direct link? There probably is. But Kanye West is kind of full of himself, too. Kind of a little bit of a bad boy who relishes attention in funny, not-so-funny ways. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Um, Heidi just threw something at me because she's acting like producer of the year yet again. So she goes from loser to, to winner. That's how quick I changed my opinion. And for the record, you can see the lovely and talented Heidi flick me off. If you go to talk910.com, talk910.com, she just flicked me a bird, which I've never actually, once in my life, I've never flicked anyone off. That's an odd statistic about Rob Black. I just don't get it. I don't get why people flick the bird. Um, I remember uh, one time cutting someone off accidentally, totally accidentally. And the guy comes by me screaming and flicking a bird at me. Just, I thought he was going to have a heart attack while he's driving. And I waved kindly to him. And I, I smiled gently. And it, it, it only enraged him even more. So try that next time someone cuts you off, because it's actually funny to watch people freak. Anyway, Heidi just handed this to me. Story coming out of Florida. Typically, Florida stories are pretty funny, right? Football uniforms, manufactured logos like Nike, starting to show up on more and more gear. High school theater being named for the patron of the arts. Uh Uh-uh. Belusa County Schools, under an advertising and naming rights agreement, the school board's going to consider Tuesday. A high school is thinking about giving naming rights to the school. I like it. I like it. Districts are struggling for, uh, you know, weak economy, financially strapped. We've heard that high school sports in San Jose may go away. So maybe they'll come up with the Rob Black School of Arts. I'd, I'd pay for that. I don't know how much I'd pay for it, but I'd pay for it. There's no doubt about it. Now, ever, not everyone's obviously a fan of selling advertising in the schools, commercial-free childhood in Boston. You know, there's some opposition to it. I say do it. If someone's dumb enough to give you money to put a name on top of a middle school, I think it's fantastic. The Kanye West Elementary School. I like it. I like it. So, it's vanity. But it just shows you where our economy's going. A couple of years, not a couple of years ago, holy mackerel. 
20 years ago. No, no, no. About 18 years. At one point in time, I took a girlfriend many years ago to a hockey game. And she was stunned because you just saw a look of glassiness in her eyes. Hockey games are just commercials everywhere. There's commercials on the players' uniforms. There's commercials on the ice. There's commercials on the dashboards. There's commercials on 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 the, the, the telescreen. Everywhere you look, there's commercials. And I think that's just the society, ultimately, that we are living in at this point in time. Let's see if I got any other great stories that I absolutely positively must get to. Um, Disney to update Star Tours. No, I, I can. We've talked a lot to Disney recently. Don't need to hit that one with a stick. Let's see what stories I did not get to. Okay, I've got that. Mm, President Obama speaking at Wall Street today. U.S.-China trade restrictions. We've done that pretty good. Steel prices are starting to climb. This is kind of interesting. Wall Street Journal did a report today on steel prices starting to decline, indicating that moves to increase production may have been a little bit too soon, i.e. our economy's not hot, i.e. our economy's not rolling. Hot rolled steel, which is a benchmark grade that goes into um, cars, hot, uh, it goes into buildings, it goes into appliances, that, that hot rolled steel, it's a benchmark. It costs about $600 to $620 a metric ton in August. It's now down to about $550 a metric ton, about a drop of 8%. Basically saying, if you roll out China, there's no economic demand for steel. Minus a little bit of that cash for clunkers. So do not invest in steel at this point in time. I did the utility story, got to that. Oh, some tech talk. Missed all my tech talk today. Microsoft got upgraded to a buy. $30 target. It's currently a $24 stock. October something, they're going to come out with Windows 7. People are kind of excited by that. They've been beating their expectations. People are kind of excited by that. Overall, general economic activity, people have lowered their expectations. So Microsoft is a good performer, not a great performer, a good performer in a bad economy. Other stories in the world of technology, Deutsche Telekom. Deutsche. When I say Deutsche, you know that's Germany, right? They've called in banking advisors to start talking about maybe acquiring Sprint Nextel, the third largest mobile phone operator in the United States. Sprint Nextel sucks. They're not AT&T and they're not Verizon. That basically means they suck. They're in third place. They're the third prettiest sister. Why date the third prettiest sister when you can have the number one or number two? Well, ultimately, what it comes down to is Deutsche Telekom, they're not in the United States. You're not running commercials for, do you want to get an iPhone on Deutsche Telekom? Uh Uh-uh. Deutsche Telekom wants to get in the United States, and they're going to go after the weakest company to do it. That's increasing their footprint. So they're in talks. Now, I'm not the only one who believes this. There's a group called Hudson Square Research. They're upgrading Sprint today, saying it's a $3.77 stock, and they think it's worth $8 if Deutsche Telekom picks them up. Now, again, a bid's a long way off. But it's an acquisition that would make a lot of sense, and it would require a huge cash injection from shareholders. So Sprint could be one of those magic bullet that could doubles for us. I know. Could Gil Gross, the bloated Gil Gross, give you advice like that? I don't think so. Gil Gross. I'm going to one day have to sit next to Gil Gross at a sporting event or something like that. I once used to say, fire Scott McNeely from Sun Microsystems. The day you fire him, this day I'll invest in that company. The day they fired him, the stock went up 100%. But I had to sit next to Scott McNeely at a hockey game once. That was very, very uncomfortable. Anyway, I digress. Kaufman today, talking about Celex and CDNs and managed hosting and neutral co-location. You know, I like my Hulu, H-U-L-U dot com. I like watching my videos online, my YouTube and my porn. 
How does that stuff magically get to me? Well, it comes in the form of competitive local exchange carriers. It comes in the form of, you know, content delivery networks, CDNs. It comes in managed hosting and neutral co-location. Now, a friend of mine went to Netflix's um, server farm recently, and, and it was like something from 2001. It's just a monolith, monstrous, mega amount of servers, just crazy big. So the companies who play in this getting content from someone who makes it or who owns it or who manages it to you and me who consume it, Here's a couple plays for you. Data only. There's a company called AboveNet, ticker symbol ABVT, and there's a company called Cogent, C-O-G-T. They're a little less susceptible to the economy. Now, pure plays like Cadence, ticker symbol CDN, and Akamai and uh, LimeWire, L-L-N-W, Akamai, A-K-A-M, they continue to compete on price, leading to market share fragmentation, price erosion. So you don't want to play those guys. You want to play the data plays, the AboveNet and the Cogent. If you're going to play anything on the idea of we're going to continue to consume more media online um, and go away from primetime television, I think that's true. And then more importantly, I think we're going to consume more music. I think we're going to consume more video. Um, Things that are being sold at Best Buy, we're going to continue to consume on our home networks. And the big plays are AboveNut, ABVT, and Cogent, C-O-G-T. Is this appropriate for mom? No. Mom doesn't need growth stocks. And if you buy growth stocks, you're going to piss mom off. So you don't necessarily want to buy it. And there's also a company called Savasan, ticker symbol Savas, um, SVVS, so Savas. And there's one that I've never really heard of that I'm just starting to take a look at called Terramark Worldwide, TMRK. And they're a little bit more on the space side of the business, um, as well as Rackspace, ticker symbol RAX, RAX. So if you believe that we're going to continue to consume video more and more and more and more and more, and that we're going to get less away from, uh, you know, uh, we're going to stray away from broadband, uh, from uh, big network television, and we're going to consume our content online or on our phone or on new devices that Apple are going to release in 2010. That's the play. Speaking of which, um, I spoke with an analyst this weekend about the Apple iPhone and about Japan. And after the break, I'll teach you a little something on the Apple iPhone that you probably didn't know. It's coming. It's not out yet. It's coming. Ooh, how's that for a tease? And I'll tease you a little bit about Japan doing something that might change the music industry. Damn, those Japanese. You can call the show 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Get your calls in the air. Would you want your kid's elementary school renamed after Kanye West or Bruce Willis? I would. I have no problem with it at all. Less taxes, more naming rights. It's 910 a.m. Talk 910.com. Talk910.com if you want to follow online. You can list a podcast. You can jump on the blog. You can agree or disagree with me. You can throw ideas out. More stimulating talk. Ahead at noon, Glenn Beck. Now, Rob Black. 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. bass drum i love big bass drum big foot pedal or stand-up bass um i'm giving away if anyone wants them all you got to do is call in bruce willis is uh gonna star in a movie called surrogates i don't know if we can even say starring in. he's looking old 
Holy mackerel, he looks like Grandpa Willis now. Anyway, Bruce Willis is going to be in surrogates. Um, if you're going to be in Santa Clara on September 24th and want two free movie tickets, you have to call me, 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. We'll leave a couple tickets here at the station for you, and it's a 7 p.m. showing, and it's a free date. And how cool is that? You could tell your date, hey, Rob Black set me up with free movie tickets. So I don't get a chance to pass along that much to you, but when I do, I like to. Let's hit some emails. You got a message. Jamail! Jamail is here! Ooh! What the hell is email? What's this? A letter for me. You got mail, baby, yeah. Before I get to the email, I want to mention I was thinking about Fox and that uh the talent show that they tend to do. I think it sucks. I think kicking off Paul Abdul and putting on Alan DeGeneres. Still sucks. So, I don't know. I don't understand why America's fascinated with talent shows. I can tell you why they do them. Because they cost almost nothing to produce. It's like Jay Leno. Why does Jay Leno get into a 10 o'clock show? Because he costs almost nothing to produce. But he sucks. Reality TV. Why does? Why do they do it? Because it costs almost nothing to produce. Big Brother's been a big smash hit for CBS this summer. Why? Because we want to watch people acting like hamsters? No. Because nothing else is on. And it costs almost nothing to produce. So, anyway. Um, American Idol. I think it sucks. And I don't understand America. And I lose faith in America. Oh, guess who I saw in the elevator the other day? David Cook. Right here in Clear Channel Studios. Yeah, it's kind of lame. Um, so, Rachel sends an email. She goes, I'm interested in marrying and bankruptcy. Interesting. She says, I do not want my new husband to have to endure any credit problems due to my past problems. Here is my situation. I've got a 700 FICA score. Now, he's got a 700 FICA score, but he's aware of her situation. Help, help, help. Please, please, please. One of us has to remain in good standing. It's not going to happen, lady. Don't get married if you want to stay in good standing. That's my advice. You've got a stink score. He's going to marry into a stink score. The nice thing is it'll average out. The nice thing is lenders will help. Uh, will will always try to lend. Now, you might have gone from... Him getting a 6% mortgage to him getting a 7% mortgage, and that stinks. In a couple years from now, you could refinance into a 6% mortgage. Start paying on a regular basis, and your bad credit will go away. What you could do right now is get a secured credit card or go to Best Buy and get a TV. Now, am I crazy? Am I telling my audience to go spend money? If you want to improve your credit, you got to use credit. That's how you improve it. So get a secured credit card and go out and buy $500 TV and, and pay for it. 15 bucks a month. Don't pay it off. I know you're saying, but Rob, it's got 10%, 12%, 15% fees. But you asked me how to improve your credit, and I told you. That's how you improve your credit. Next thing up, this email comes to us uh, from Raymond. He says, I have a quick question about gas prices. When oil was at $145 a barrel, gas was around $4 a gallon. Now it's around $70 a barrel, half of what its highest price used to be. So why is gas over $3 a gallon? Well, Raymond, you're an idiot. Gasoline is gasoline and oil is oil. They're not the same thing. Gas has a lot of taxes on it, and gas is a refined product of oil. And there's a lot of factors that go into gasoline. First and foremost, supply and demand. Then it comes to refineries. The biggest problem on gasoline right now is the refiners aren't refining. And they have to pay taxes to the Obama administration on carbon issues. And it's killing them. So the refiners are saying, screw you. We're not going to refine as much as we have to. Refiners make a lot of money, or they make money in inefficient down markets. They lose a lot of money in inefficient up markets. 
um, with 15 refineries that consume nearly 4 million barrels a day shut down right now. There's less demand for oil. Less demand means prices drop. But with that being said, we're also not refining it. Plus, our refining our, our system of delivering gas in the United States sucks. We don't have enough pipelines. The ones that we do are typically you know, tied in towards the cost of gasoline at this point in time. So it's the taxes and the delivery system. It's also, you know, you're looking at oil in, in um, you're looking at oil out of Saudi Arabia being quoted. And when you really should be looking at Texas oil and uh, what the price of the Texas oil is uh, per se. So we've seen a price surge in a lot of areas. Wholesale gasoline prices up nearly 40% um, year over year after dropping them massively. So, Oh, it, it's a lot of issues. Like the gas stations, they raise prices pretty regularly, but when it's time to lower prices, they look around and wait for the guy across the street to lower prices. So you're looking at West Texas oil prices. You're looking at delivery mechanism. You're looking at a lot of taxes that are built in. You're looking at a product that's refined and the refiners aren't refining right now. And you're also looking at, at a slumping usage of gasoline. If we're demanding more of it and there was less of it out there, then it would be higher price. So you're confusing a little bit on why oil and gas tend to interact with each other. And I understand it, and I didn't really mean to call you an idiot. I'm just in a bad mood today because it's Monday. Um, and finally, do I have one more email? I don't think I do. Oh, okay. Um, someone sent me a, a press release. They want me to book a guest on. A PR company wants me to book their guest on who pays them for press releases. Um, instant loans, and, and it's awful. Payday loans, don't do payday loans. I know the economy stinks right now, but you don't want to do payday loans. Typically, you get jacked to the tune of over 30%, and that's not a way to live. I wish our government would protect us. And shut down same-day loan places. Now, again, same-day loan means you're an illegal immigrant worker and you get a check and you want to cash it. Great. But that company just jacked you for 30%, and I find that unconstitutional. Even if you need the money, I find, uh, I guess the services are there because we need them. But, oh, I wish people, that's such a bad situation. I can't win on that one. Okay, the iPod Touch. I talked to a friend this weekend about what's what caused this new nano-style video camera to be delayed in the higher-end phone. And it's believed that they're building an 802.11.n support for the iPhone. So they're going to have a video camera, and it's going to have 802.11 standards put in. You know what this means? The space in the camera is there for this chip. They didn't use it because they had some technological problems with it. But Apple's next phone, it's going to allow us to wirelessly transfer phone data pictures, music, as well as video from our phone to our computer without having a wire. We're getting ready to go wireless and data transfer. That's pretty cool. Now, Japan's thinking about a way to stop illegal music, and the way they're going to stop illegal music, they're thinking, is they're going to start building into all phones anti-piracy software. That would certainly get it done. You think our government would do that? Anyway, you're listening to 910 AM, 910AM. You can find me online at talk910.com, talk910.com. You can call the show if you want to wait 22 hours, 800 345 5639. It's 800 345 5639. I'm Rob Black. It's the Rob Black Show. More stimulating talk.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.